the psalmist declared, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He didn't say I was mad or I was sad. Instead, he said, I was glad. There was a spring in his step, a joy in his heart. He couldn't wait to get to church. He didn't have to go to church. He got to go to church. And this weekend, I'm especially glad because we now have two options. We can worship together online or we can worship together on site. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So put yourself in position to receive because I believe God has a word for you. And let's come before him in praise and thanksgiving as Pastor Vaughn and the team lead us in worship.
I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. is what I long to do, as I give you praise, for you are my
Lord, there is none like you. We exalt you. We worship you. We bless your name for you're worthy of blessing and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the ways you have worked in us and through us. And we surrender ourselves to you in this moment. We acknowledge you are the center of all things. We acknowledge that you are in charge. We acknowledge that you hold us in your hand. And so in this moment, we just declare, bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Can you just say that out loud with me? Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. You know, the scripture tells us so clearly, the Lord is our strength and our song. And when we sing praise to him, he gives us strength. And I hope he'll give you the strength this weekend to know that he's a God who can turn things around. We just declare that graves to gardens, from ashes to beauty. He loves to turn things around, things that we thought were impossible. And I'm praying that this weekend God will help you have the faith to believe that as he strengthens you. Amen and amen. In fact, I don't know, this is a happy dance weekend for me. I'm so grateful to be able to share with you here online. But if you're interested, we'd love to have you join us on campus. We're going to have services in the sanctuary, in the amphitheater, in the drive-in. We're going to do all the social distancing we need to do. But we'd love to have you come out. And, you know, we just said that. I'll sing like never before. I'm looking forward to that this weekend. So come and join us. Well, We're in a series right now entitled Soundtrack, What Would Jesus Stream? We're looking at songs that Jesus would sing. And so one of them is the Psalms. He sang from the Psalms. And I want to share with you from Psalm 24 this verse. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Did you notice what it says? Everything in it is the Lord's, not some things are the Lord's, and all who live in it, not just some of us, but we all belong to him. You know, the mindset of this world is mine, 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 mine. Everything's mine, my this, my that. You know, when I was growing up and I was going off to camp, my mom would put my name in the back of my shirts. It would have my name in my pants so that I wouldn't lose them while I was there. Somehow we think, if I put my name on it, it's mine. But the reality is, everything belongs to God. There ought to be a tag like this. This item belongs to God. It should be on my wallet. It should be in my bank accounts. It should be on everything I have, including me. We belong to the Lord. And instead of having a mindset that says, mine, 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 in this moment of bringing our tithes and offerings, we acknowledge everything is God's, God's, God's. You can give in a variety of ways. You can go online. You can go to our app, you can write out a check and mail it to the church office or drop by or bring it with you to services. Also, we have a new number that you can text Cathedral of Faith to, 77977. And in that moment, you can be part of declaring with all your heart, everything I have is God's, God's, God's. Amen, amen, amen. Bless his name. Well, Stephanie's come to tell us about some upcoming things here at Cathedral of Faith.
What's up, Cathedral family? Hello to those of you joining us online. And for those of you who are here on site, welcome back. We've missed you. This is an exciting time here at Cathedral. We've kicked off our Easter series and beginning this weekend, our transformation stations are open. These stations are located throughout our campus and open Monday through Friday during business hours and after weekend services. Also, don't forget to visit cathedraloffaith.org to sign up for your daily devotionals. You'll find a reading plan and submit your prayer requests. Then Sunday, Live in the Round worship album is debuting. Get your copy. It's available on all digital platforms. And then Sunday night, 7 p.m., our Live in the Round interactive worship experience will be available on our website, Facebook, and YouTube. So be sure to tune in. For the latest and greatest in what's happening in and around Cathedral, or if I talk too fast, <laughs> be sure to visit us at cathedraloffaith.org, follow us on social media, or call the church office. Whether you're joining us online or in person, I hope to see you around campus sometime soon. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. Thanks so much for joining us online. We're continuing to experiment with this technology. And so today, for the very first time, I have some Zoom friends joining me. So it's great to have them with us. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun as we continue the series soundtrack. What would Jesus stream? Well, the soundtrack of Jesus' life was the Psalms. This was the music he would listen to what he would meditate on, what would stir his soul and his spirit. The Psalms were in him. In fact, the Psalms were about him. Even though the writer of the Psalms may not have realized it at the time, there were often many layers to that music. And when you look back at the Psalms through the life of Jesus, it reminds me, of a movie that my wife and I saw at the theaters a long time ago called The Sixth Sense. Now in the film, Bruce Willis plays a child psychologist and he meets with a patient, a nine-year-old boy, and the nine-year-old boy tells him, I see dead people. Does that sound scary? It is scary. And, well, have you ever been so scared in a movie where uh, you know you put your hands over your eyes and you ask the person next to you to describe what's happening or you you grab the person's arm so hard that you cut off the circulation well in one intense part of this film I mean my wife my wife she said to me she said if you don't stop pinching my arm I'm gonna change seats hello well, in the film, you come to the end and there is this great reveal that knocks you off your chair. And you find out that Bruce Willis 
is one of those dead people. He didn't realize it for the entire film. And neither did we. And then when you go back and watch that movie a second time, you have all of these aha moments. For example, there's one scene in which he is in the room with another lady and you think they're engaged in a conversation, but when you watch it a second time, you realize she never ever looks at him. You see every scene in light of the great reveal and it's impossible not to. Exactly. The great reveal in the Bible is Jesus Christ himself. And now when you look back at the Bible, every scene, every song, you read it in the light of the great reveal himself. It's impossible not to. And we come now to one of those moments in Psalm chapter 2. It is known as the Psalm of Coronation. And David is writing on one level about himself. But on another level, we look back and see this is the ultimate example of Christ. We read in Psalm 2, I will announce what the Lord has promised. He said to me, you are my son. Today I've become your father. Ask me and I will give the nations to you. All nations on earth will belong to you. You are my son. If those words sound familiar, fast forward to the baptism of Jesus. Jesus goes down into the waters of baptism. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 3, when he comes out, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son. There it is. Whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Jesus is the ultimate example of what the psalmist was writing about. Jesus is the ultimate son. The father declares, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. And here's why the identity of Christ matters so much. When you understand who he is, you will understand who you are. And if you know who you are, then you will know what to do. This is the big idea for the next few moments. And it seems to me we need to spend some time here because this is a major issue in our current culture. The whole identity crisis that is going on. I I saw this comic about a tomato and the tomato says, am I a fruit or am I a vegetable? He's going through an identity crisis and there's so many, so many right now, so many that I run into and they are in this painful, honest place of being confused. They don't know who they really are. How do you find an answer to that question? 
Some say, well, the way to find an answer to that is to look inside yourself and you're the one who defines who you are. And while that may be part of the answer, that cannot be the complete answer because just looking inside yourself, instead of leading to more clarity, it will cause more confusion. And here's why that is. Imagine that this baseball bat right here, that this bat was having an identity crisis. And so it decided to look to itself to try to figure out who it was. And it thought, well, I was made to break windows or I was made to be a lampstand or I was made to be a toothpick for giraffes. Now, these are all things that a bat could do. But if it would look outside itself to its creator, it would find out what it was really made to do. That this was made to hit baseballs. You and I, we are all broken bats. And that is why if we look to ourselves to define who we are, our understanding of that will always be broken. We need someone outside ourselves. We need to look to Christ. The Bible says it's in Christ that we live and we move and we have our being. And if we look outside ourselves, if we bring our struggle, if you're struggling with your identity, can I encourage you? Bring that struggle to Jesus. He'll engage that struggle with you. When it comes to your identity, Jesus not only has the answer, Jesus is the answer. And he will help you to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. So it all starts with Jesus' identity. Who is Jesus really? This is my son. It's what the psalmist prophesied. It's what the father declares at baptism. It's what we see throughout the life of Jesus in the gospels. An angel shows up to a teenage girl and he tells her that she's going to have a baby. She's a virgin, but she's going to have a baby. And the virgin birth is going to be a sign that this baby is not an ordinary baby. The angel says he will be great and will be called the son of the most high God. This is what Satan challenges when Jesus goes into the wilderness, the devil attacks him and he attacks him right off in the area of his identity. I know what you heard at your baptism, but are you sure about that? If you are the son of God. And you can be sure that the enemy has not changed his strategy when it comes to your life. The enemy is going to attack you and he's going to attack you right off in the area of your identity. I know what you read in the Bible. I know what you felt inside from the Holy Spirit. I know what you heard the other day in that sermon. But are you sure about that? Because if he can confuse you with who you are, he'll stop you right in your tracks. If you don't know who you are, you won't know what to do. But because Jesus was victorious, we 
can be victorious too. Can somebody say amen to that? Well, let's keep going through the gospels. We come to the trial, the religious trial. It's a, well, it's an illegal trial put on by the religious leaders. They felt threatened by Jesus. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to protect their position and power. And so this kangaroo court asked Jesus, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the son of God. And Jesus said to them, it is as you said. And then finally, at the end of his life, here is Jesus. He dies on the cross and the Roman soldiers, they were professional executioners. They had put to death hundreds and hundreds of people. But there was something about the way Jesus died. It literally shook them up. The Bible says the Roman commander and those guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened. They were terrified. They exclaimed, he was surely the son of God. And then, of course, there is that moment where Jesus asks a question to his disciples in the far north of the country. A few years back, we were with a group from the church over in the Holy Land at that very location Listen to the question from the place it was asked. I'm here at Caesarea Philippi where Jesus brought his disciples. He brought them to a place that, well, there were lots of options when it came to what you would worship, who you would worship. And he asked him a, a very important question in the middle of all these options. He said, well, what's the word on the street about me? What are others saying about me? The disciples answered, here's the word on the street. Some think you're this, some think you're that. Then he asked them, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds, we believe you're the Christ, the son of the living God. From the start of his life till the end of his life, there's no doubt who he claimed to be, that he was the son of God. He knew who he was. And when you know who you are, you know what to do. This is what he claimed. But how do we know that his claim was true? I heard about this one psych ward. And one night, one of the patients stood up and shouted, I am Napoleon. I am Napoleon. I am Napoleon. Another person challenged him and said, how do you know that you're Napoleon? And the first patient said, God told me that I was Napoleon. And a third patient at that point jumped up and said, I did not tell you. See, it's one thing to claim that you are someone. I saw this one comic where a guy talks about his online presence. He says, my social network friends would never find me. They look for a 20 years old, slim and sporty guy with curly hair. Hello. You know, people claim to be all kinds of things online, but how do you know if they're telling the truth? Jesus claimed to be the son of God. How do we know Jesus was telling the truth? Well, if you go catch a flight, when you're checking in, they ask you for some ID. They'll ask you for your driver's license because a driver's license, it verifies that you are who you say you are. 
And listen very carefully. This is why the resurrection matters. If Jesus had never come back from the dead, we wouldn't know if Jesus really was the son of God. But when Jesus stepped out of that tomb 2,000 years ago, he had his driver's license with him. It is what verified that he is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. Can somebody say amen to that? He is the unique son of God that the psalmist predicted and that the father declared. And when you understand who he is, then you start to understand who you are. Let's think for a moment about his identity and our identity. His identity shapes your identity. Jesus does this amazing thing. He takes the relationship, that relationship that was prophesied in the Psalms, that relationship was declared at his baptism. He takes that relationship that is his by right and he shares it with you. If you have ears to hear, can you hear what he is saying to you today? You are my son whom I love. You are my daughter whom I love. The Bible says to those who believe him, to those who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. You know, to those who believe, to those who receive, no one can do that for you. No one. Your parents can't do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. Your pastor can't do that for you. God gives you the freedom to answer the question, who do you say Jesus is? But when you say, Jesus, I receive you and I believe you, what he does is, it's a little bit like this jacket. Now this is my jacket. I brought it from my house. I own this jacket. It belongs to me. This is my jacket. Mine. Can you say that with me? Mine. Mine, 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 mine. But what if I took that jacket that is mine by right and I shared it with one of my friends? Ramel, buddy, can you help me out? This is my jacket, but I'm going to share that jacket with you so that you can enjoy the warmth of it, the fit of it, the look of it. I got to say, Ramel, you rock that jacket. Move over, George Clooney. Here comes Ramel. <laughs> exactly. What Jesus does in such a profound way as he takes that jacket that is his by right and he puts it around our shoulders so we can enjoy the warmth of it, the fit of it, the look of it. All the benefits of that jacket become ours in Jesus Christ. What if we lived in that reality? I mean lived it that it moved from our heads to our heart. And every day 
when we started the day from the, we woke up with an awareness. I know who I am. I'm a child of the most high God. I have my jacket on. Ramel, thanks for helping me out, buddy. And I think I'll take that jacket back. <laughs> you know, when you put on the jacket of Jesus, that means you can pray as he prayed. The most important prayer you'll ever pray is the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Jesus said, when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, start it with these two words, our father. Now, you may not think two words could be game changers, but I would suggest that they can. If you're down at a church altar and you say the words, I do, that's a game changer, my friend. And when Jesus started the prayer with our father, those two words, they're game changers because before Jesus prayed this way, nobody had ever prayed that way. And then Jesus shows up. And he prays to God as father. And then he shares that jacket with us. And he says, when you approach God, you can talk to God. You can listen to God. You can have a conversation with God. That God isn't a distant stranger or a mysterious force or an angry tyrant. You can approach him with confidence. You can approach him with boldness. You can approach God as a loving, caring, heavenly father, our father. When you start that prayer with those two words and you lean into that, that'll be a game changer for you. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And with the jacket of Jesus on, well, not only can I pray like he prays, but I can look like he looks. I have a wonderful brother. I love my little brother. It's amazing. I mean, it's surprising, I should say. I'm not jealous of my brother. I mean, my brother is smarter than me. He's better looking than me. He's stronger than me, although I can still take him as long as he's heavily sedated. And the older my brother gets, someone sent me a picture uh, from a Zoom party that we were having for one of our staff. And it was of my brother. And the, the, this person that sent it said, it's amazing how much your brother looks like your dad. And I had to agree with him. As my brother's gotten older, I mean, he looks like my dad. He thinks like my dad. He smiles like my dad. He even walks like my dad. It's like those genetics are on the inside of him just waiting to get out. And the same thing is true. When Jesus' jacket is on you, those spiritual genetics are inside of you waiting to get out. You and I were made to reflect the image of God. Don't ever let anybody convince you that you are trash. You are made to reflect the image of God and God doesn't make any junk. Remember who you are. Let it go from your head to your heart. Of course, sin has twisted and distorted that image. But with that jacket on, we're on our way back. 
Jesus said this to all of his followers. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. You know who you are. Now you know what to do. Live out your God-created identity. I love that. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. What if during this Lenten season, we didn't just give up something, but we put on something. We put on that jacket. And we lived generously toward others. In fact, I want you to join me on a seven-day challenge. For the next seven days, once a day, extend generosity in one concrete way. Be generous with your time, your talent, or your money. One day for seven days. At the end of the week, if I run into you, you know what I'm going to say. And every day, you just look more and more like your daddy. When we put on that jacket, we can pray like he prays, look like he looks, and we can trust like he trusts. If we were having a, a cup of coffee, cup of coffee, you and, just you and I, after service, and I asked you a question. I said, do you have any trust issues? Do you have any trust issues with God? How would you answer that question? If you were real with me, what would you say? Psychologists say that our very first uh, ideas about God are shaped from our earthly father. We take that and we project it onto what God must be like. And if you struggle, if you have trust issues, when you hear the term heavenly father, it may go right back to the way your earthly father had broken your trust or shattered your trust. And when you hear the term father, that knee-jerk reaction takes place and you just don't know if you can trust a heavenly father. Bruce Springsteen had a, a very rocky relationship with his dad and uh, he once was being interviewed and this is what he said. He said, rock and roll is all about daddy. It's one embarrassing scream of daddy. You know, a, a cry to have a relationship with a father that you never really had and a brokenness that is in your heart because of it. Well, friend, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, you can have what you've always wanted. You can have it with your heavenly father. If you let him, he'll heal you of that broken heart and teach you what it's like to trust him. You can follow Jesus in the way of surrender because the father is always trustworthy. Jesus said this about our father. Not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. So don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. And you are. So even, even in the midst of a pandemic, even 
with so much uncertainty, even if we feel like we're at the end of the rope, we tie a knot and we hang on. We learn to trust more and worry less because we have a trustworthy heavenly father. And we can surrender our life and our circumstances to him like Jesus. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And as you watch this father and son, lean into your identity and be encouraged today. When you know who you are, you know what to do. And that's why I invite you to join me by making these declarations. This is the truth about who you are if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus. I am accepted. I am God's child. I am a friend of Jesus Christ. I have been justified. I am united with the Lord. I have been bought with a price I belong to God. I'm a member of Christ's body. I've been chosen by God and adopted as his child. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I am complete in Christ. I have direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? I am secure. I am free of condemnation. 
I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. Wow. I cannot be separated from the love of God. I've been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am hidden with Christ in God. I am confident that God will complete the good work he started in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. Can somebody say amen again? I am significant. I've been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I am God's temple. I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms. I am God's masterpiece. I may approach God with freedom and with confidence. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen and amen and amen. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Here's Pastor Vaughn and the team coming to share a powerful song with you. save and deliver and heal and restore and 
Nothing is impossible with God. God said live. God said live. Thanks again for joining us in today's service. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray with you, pray for you. You can reach us on social media. And don't forget, right after uh, the benediction, the rap is happening. And then this Sunday night at 7 o'clock online, don't miss our Cathedral Live in the Round. It's a great experience you won't want to miss. I love my cathedral family and I want to speak God's blessing on you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And every day this week, may you walk with an awareness. You know who you are. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Yo, Cathedral of Faith. What's going on, everybody? Come on in. For the wrap. It's so good to see you guys. Hey, if you're alive and well in the chat, come on, put your hand emoji up or something. something, Give me a holler. Give me a little clap. We are still living this thing out. And it's so grateful. Great, uh, so great to have Miss Janine yes, O'Neill with us. You. You're usually yes. playing that guitar so Woo-hoo. amazingly. Um, but I would love to hear what you heard from Pastor Ken's sermon today. Oh, my goodness, what a great message. Yeah. You know, when you know who you are, you know what to do. Yeah. So when you go through those circumstances, the first thing you do is just put on that jacket and hang on and pray. And you can call it right in when you do because I've seen so many miracles yeah. with the faith, the faith and just praying and believing and trusting God. Amen. God yeah. is so good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's a great word, Miss Janine. Thank, Thank you. You. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned putting that jacket on. We, we happen to have Mr. GQ with us. Hello. Hey, how come Hello. you don't tell us about this kind of stuff, man? I, I didn't know... I, I see and got the jacket. When were you on this magazine, man? I mean, yeah, like... Well, you know, keep those things on the down, though. <laughs> what you do, bro? Hey, speaking of, I mean, about, you know, Pastor Ken and the way he does things, right? Who, who, who 
gets six cents the movie and works it into his sermon. Right. <laughs> Kudos, I mean, yeah. he did a great job, and he he framed it with the word the big reveal, mm. right? And he said Jesus is the, was is the big reveal. The big yeah. reveal behind the Psalms is Jesus, and it got me to thinking about this reveal idea. Uh, that you, 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 you can't look at the Psalms now and, uh, without seeing Jesus once he's revealed. But what if you guys, 2021 is going to be a big reveal. There's going to be this huge reveal in 2021 and you can't look at, back at 2020 without right, that experience and with that, that revelation in 2021. Man, look back and say, whoo, that's why. That's why. I like that. That's why? Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I love that um, the, the jacket was so profound because it, he said it was like it's in that jacket that we have that relationship and we put that relationship yeah. on. Yeah. And um, I felt like that was so great just to be thinking like this is, this is how um, I, if I watch Jesus and follow him, however he is in relationship with God, he's given me that. That's like the blueprint for my relationship with God. And it's yeah. as simple as putting him on I, I just, I thought that was really great visual. Yeah. I like what he said that uh, we need to look outside ourselves and to look into our creator because we are created in his image. In our society, us people, we love to put labels on people, you know, based on their gifting, their success, especially our failures, right? That's why we need God's identity. Jesus is our identity because Jesus is love. I am love. Mm -hmm. Jesus is peace. I am peace. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus is a victor. I am a victor. Mm -hmm. Jesus is an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to remember Jesus is our identity. Amen. Yeah, yeah I love I loved that, you know, where that's when he used the bat, too. Yes. He talked about how, you know, the bat, it's, it's too big of a picture for the bat to declare what he is and uh, what he is made for. Yeah. yeah. And that it, you need the creator's input onto really what that thing is created for. And I think that that's such a powerful image because like you're saying, like, man, there's an identity crisis yeah. in the world. That's what he and said. it's in, in said. so many different spectrums, man. It's like, whether it be gender, whether it be, yeah. uh, you know, identity and all this kind of stuff. And we're trying to, and people are, are left to themselves to try to figure it out. And, and, we, and the answer, see, it's so elementary, right? Yeah. But it's going back to our creator and saying, yeah. Understanding, hey, we, you know, the, the like, the uh, passage where it talks about the potter and the clay. And the, the, pot, the pot can't say to the potter, you know. And so, and so likewise, we need to, to look to our creator. Yeah, we need to, to look up for sure because, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got us in his righteous right hand, right? So we can hang on to every word he says. And when he says we can pray and we claim it and we, right. we stand on it right. and we believe it in faith and we know that we know, it'll be done for us. Seen it so many times. Yeah. 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 God is so good. Absolutely. That is so good. I love when um, Pastor Ken remind us that when we pray, Jesus said, use the, start with these two words, right? Our Father. You know, when our kids come to visit us, they just come in because they have the key to our house. And they just like, yeah. Mom, Dad, where are you, right? But then when they call us, especially Romel, Romel's the easiest one. So said, Daddy, you already know they're going to need something from you. Mm. And, you and Romel's answer is always yes, never no. Mm. So how much more when we call our Father, right? Mm -hmm. Automatically we got his attention. Mm -hmm. 
we, we enter in into his presence, mm. a place where we can re receive Absolutely. everything that we need in that moment. Amen. 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 So you never, you never say no? <laughs> no, you never say no. Well, you know what? Speaking of, I mean. Because I, 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 I could use a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you gotta say daddy? Hey, 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 <laughs> speaking of the two words, did I hear Pastor Ken right? Did, did he say it like this way? Because I said I do, now I pray our Father. Wow. Is that right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this whole identity with, with Christ, I love how it brings us full circle, right? Know who you are, then you'll know what you do, what to do. And as you figure out what to do, it brings you, loops you back to, you know, understand who he is. Yeah. And, and it hit me that the Bible focuses on who Jesus is as a son of God, mm -hmm. is what Pastor Kim brought us to. And then it features, right, there's a focus on the son of God, and it features all of the challenges, the questions, and the attacks of who he is. And, and what if, what if again, Jesus lived his life the way he did so that we can face the same challenges, same questions, same attacks, Right? And if we have our identity in him, we know, we can be sure that you know, we, we too are going to overcome. The resurrection power proves it. Yeah. I love oh, that. So yeah. excited. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Miss Janina, just thinking about you and Grady, I've walked through so many wow. incredible and um, just miraculous things. And when oh, yeah. as Pastor Mel was talking, I was just thinking of how you guys walk that faith so beautifully. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen so many miracles and, oh, and you yeah. know, him coming through all these crazy things. And and it's just it's just like when when there's nowhere else to go, mm -hmm. that's when you go, Lord, mm. help. Mm -hmm. And and mm. he has never, ever, ever failed us Amen. ever, ever. Amen. He's always right there. Amen. And it's so awesome. Well, I'll tell you, like, Miss Janine, like. You know, last week we had Tommy. Yeah, on. I was going to yeah. say. And I tell you, you, you two are, are, of course, you guys have played together for years and years. Yeah. But you guys are so similar in the sense that you would never know mm -hmm. the depths of what you're walking through mm -hmm. by the way you serve the church. Mm -hmm. There is Amen. always a glow on you. There's mm -hmm. always a smile. There's always a positive attitude. Oh, and I tell you, our church is so blessed mm -hmm. to have people like you guys standing at the to the core of it mm -hmm. and embodying Jesus mm -hmm. to us in so many ways. Oh, so thank you so much. Thank you. You're an absolute gift great. to us, Cathedral, oh. to, yeah. to us at the Cathedral family. We it's love you. Glory. Yeah, yeah. Amen. He's the one yeah. I hang on it's to. It's one thing for, for us to walk when we're difficult, but you're also to caretaking somebody else along yeah. the way. And you're taking up the responsibility of two and doing it into one. And so you have truly found your identity in Christ. And that yeah. is evident yeah. in the hard times. We can, we can have our identity in Christ even in our tears. Amen. You know, but, Amen. Our, but you walk that through. So Amen. anything else you wanted to share, Miss Janine? Before? <laughs> just every, whatever you do, just no matter what you go through, just keep, keep hanging on to God because he is the answer. Amen. And he well, does we walk have, us through. We have some ways that uh, Pastor Mel has been help leading our, our church into hanging on to him every day. Yeah, so Pastor yeah, Ron, tell well, us about Pastor that. Pastor Ken talked about this seven-day challenge, right? About, hey, do something concrete and do something good um, for the next seven days. He said, in the season of sacrifice, let's start adding some stuff to our lives. Mm -hmm. And we've built the Psalmify Praying Jesus' Soundtrack, mm -hmm. where you can just jump on and get a daily devotional over the, from now all the way down to Easter, um, and we can just pray the Psalms mm -hmm. together and declare the Psalms together um, and, and plug into some really cool content um, together that we have in each of those devotional. Get yourself 
Signed up. Amen. Thank you guys for leading our church in this way and creating different ways for our community to interact with each other and with God. Because now in this season, man, we, we can't just rely on coming to church to satisfy our spiritual, not that it ever was really, right? <laughs> but like, um, we need other ways and, and these devotionals and these times of prayer you're leading on Wednesdays. And, and then we also have another thing coming up this Sunday, seven o'clock, hey, 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 hey. live in the round. Talk about big man, reveal. We, we are going to reveal, Christ is going to reveal himself. And man, and it's not just music. I mean, there are, there, our pastors are praying and declaring and creating moments of ministry that are really deep and impactful. Pastor Ken leads us in a power time of communion. And I mean, uh, please, please stay right here. It's, it's, you're going to be able to view live and around right where you view weekend services. Cool. And so hang on to all of what, 7 p.m. Right? Yes, ma'am. And, and thank you guys again for always adding so much to the rap and, and helping us live this thing out together and, ta- right. and taking God's word deeper. So right. Cathedral of Faith, hang on. We're just getting started in 2021, mm. and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we love is. you guys. And put your hands up in the chat. Someone say, Ayo. Hey, we'll see you tonight at uh, 7 o'clock on Sunday, live in the round. We thank you, Miss Janine. We love you. Cathedral of Faith, as always. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap.